and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 297 for Patch 6.2. Our topic for this episode is the Mostly Well Digital Gift Guide. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. And this is Rude, I play a goblin warlock. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft universe. Coming up here at episode number 297 of HearthCast, we've got your digital holiday gift guide. We're going to show you how not to lose gold with day flipping on the auction house. And hey, Beliz, how about some open world co-op? So hey there, Freckleface. Hey there, Roots. How has your week been in the Blizzard universe? It's been a good week. Has it now? Yeah. I uh, finished the Hearthstone expansion. Woohoo! League of Explorers. Yeah, I sent you my screenshot. Yeah. That my son cool. sent me that I haven't <laughs> done yet. Oh. <laughs> I uh, started my experiment that I talked about last week, how I was going to avoid garrisons. Yeah, how's that working out for you so far? It's working out well. Um, yeah. It wasn't an, an immediate cutoff. Um, I did finish a mission I had to get a mount. One of those river beasts. That's cool. I like those. So I got the river beast. Um, on a few tunes, I went to the trader in the garrison and dumped all my resources into gold um, by buying those smuggler's sacks. Right. Has the, right. Yeah, those are cool. So did you like convert all your uh, primal spirits to gold as well? And- no, I didn't do that. I should have. No? Yeah, I should have because I started that process and I even took all of my uh, materials that I had stored in my rogue in the Pinmal in the auction house. Wow, okay. And I had fish. I was selling stacks of fish for like a thousand gold. Oh, yeah. They sell really yeah, well. Yeah, insane. But yeah, I guess I need to finish that up and then I can be done. It's, it's taken me a while, you know? But I do feel like it's helping me get out in the world. Like, I already went and got the last tail raptor pet. I've been missing that forever, and it's so easy to get. That's the one from Zulgarub? Yeah. Okay. Um, this is back when you're level 20 and you're questing in uh, Stranglethorn Vale, or I guess northern section is now. Uh, you do some quests and you help save this little raptor. So, theoretically, this came out with Cataclysm, so you, you're a level 20 character, and then later in the expansion when you leveled up and you go to Zulgarub. He's there. You have to rescue him again. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then he becomes your pet. Neat. So there's a long gap between the two sets of quests. It took me a long time to figure out which tune I had done the original quest on. I knew I had done it before. So it's going a wow ahead, you know, getting the quest IDs, using the macros, doing all that stuff to figure out. Wow. That's like legit. So you, you're like the one that has the, the, like, is quest complete with the quest ID number and all that? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was doing a combination of that and the Icy Veins checker. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I finally got that done. And it had been bothering me because I want to have as many pets as possible. And sure. it's something that's super easy to get. And like I said, I got it done. I did some uh, archaeology on uh, my gnome rogue. So I made a little progress there. Exciting there. Yeah, I know. I Look, still can't I, get excited. I enjoy it. Right. I feel like I'm making progress. There's one toy that I need to get. It's like the uh, Calderai um, wind chimes. Oh, those are, I like the sound they make. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. So I need those. You don't have them yet? No. Oh, okay. Got to get them from archaeology. And then I took my goblin hunter and camped her by a rare that drops a toy that I don't have. Oh. Did you find the rare? I found the rare, killed it, didn't have it. So rather than going back to my garrison... To do garrison stuff and then having to come back out there again, I just left her at that point. You left her there. Out. Yeah, yeah. She so don't need to go back to the garrison. I don't. So my my tunes are getting more out in the world and staying there. Okay, I like that. Yeah, and I do really see a difference in my mindset. It's almost like when I do garrison stuff, my brain shuts off. <laughs> okay. So I first logged into my Goblin Hunter. I had gone to. Uh, the Darkmoon Fair the day before. I logged in. She's outside of it now, Thunderbluff. And I spawn next to another hunter who's like level uh, 30-something. And they start whispering me, asking me about uh, pets and things like that. So I'm chatting with this person. Hearth back to my garrison. And I'm going through my leftover uh, salvage boxes. 
and messing with that stuff. And while I'm doing that, when I was done, I go, I don't remember why I logged in. <laughs> I've had that thought. So really what I've decided that it is, and this is just reiterating it for me, is that I'm not going to sit here and say garrisons were bad or anything like that. But I think they were almost its own separate game. So when I log into WoW and then I start doing garrison stuff, I forget about WoW. Okay, I like that analogy. And now that I'm forcing myself to not do garrison stuff anymore, I'm playing WoW again instead of playing garrisons. That is very interesting. I like that. I do like that. So we'll see how in the long term, if it holds up or if I get bored at that, the garrison stuff to do. Um... But we'll see. I'll definitely have an update on that for next week. Sweet. Looking forward to that. How about you? How was your week? The complete opposite of yours. Opposite? Uh, yeah, I'm like all up in the garrisons. All up in there. Now, all you up. said you were going to do an anti-challenge. Right. I'm doing the anti-challenge. So I am logging on to the garrisons at least three times a day right now. So I am logging on in the mornings when I first wake up, and I'm you know doing all my missions that I can do with my uh, followers and all the shipyard missions that I can do. At lunch, I'm logging in and refreshing any missions I can refresh, and then at night before I go to bed, I'm also making sure that I can you know completed and refreshed all my missions. So I'm doing it as much as possible. <laughs> now in that, I did happen to get the uh, the Blingtron mission for my uh, in the garrisons. That's like three thousand gold. Yeah, yeah. So that one dropped. And that was kind of cool. A bunch of gold missions have been dropping, and so the gold is just crazy pouring in. Man, I will tell you, though, one of the days I looked at my available missions and saw that there was a bunch of gold ones that I didn't send my followers on, and How, it was kind of painful. Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to stick to my plan. I'm still waiting on some of the, uh, there's a shipyard bonus mission. So if you've ever remember looking at the shipyards, there's, there's like the, the battle one, there's the anchor one, there's the, the treasure one, yeah. there's the oil one, and then there's one that looks like a little star. The one that looks like a star or a compass might, you know, look like. Those are the bonus missions that you need to complete. I think it's like 30 of and I've got 26 completed. Oh, Okay. So still waiting on those. I actually failed one of those. I was like, it was like 78% chance of success. And I'm like, eh, I'm not going to fool with my ships. Just go. And I, I failed it. So. Now those give you some sort of an effect after you, after you finish them, right? Um, no. No? I, maybe. Yes, they do. Sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah, Well, yeah. generally it's, you complete this one and then whatever area it's highlighted, you'll get a bonus increase in epoxy crystals or yes. gold or something like that. Yeah, I was attributing I didn't I wasn't attributing that to me. I was attributing that bonus to the area. Okay. So that was yeah. the, the confusion there. But yes, you do get a bonus in the area, but you know, I need a couple more. Once I get those, I get my captain's title and that's what, kind of what I'm looking for there. All so, right. I, you know, that's cool. Then um I played Hots with you. That was the first time playing Hots together. With Fimless. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Twisted Nether and Hotscast, uh, with Zabby, who does a lot of the behind-the-scenes work on that those shows. Uh, we got in there and played some Hots for a couple, was about an hour last night, wasn't it? Yeah, I think a little more, actually. A little more? Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, I got to admit, it was a lot of fun. You guys are very nice to me. Uh, there was stuff I didn't realize, and uh, nobody really chastised me or made fun <laughs> of me. I'm going to finish up remapping my Logitech G13 to work the way I need it to work. I, I don't like the keyboard controls. I like my own. I have muscle memory from WoW. And I want to use that muscle memory on my G13. So I just need to program the keys where I need them to be on the G13. And I think I'll be even better. Other than that, I just need to learn you know, not to chase people when they run away and stuff like that. And, you know, just noob mistakes I was making all night. I know we're playing on the easiest level. Well, we were at first, and then we kicked it up a notch. One notch, probably. Yeah, one notch. <laughs> so I only died like once or twice. It was always my fault. And I was playing um, Malfurion, and uh, healing, I think, pretty good, pretty pretty well. Especially when I figured out how the ultimate worked, and then uh, then we had those moments, and it was cool. Like, we'd rush the core, and everybody's about to die, and I'm like, no, I've got my ultimate, which challenges big heal. And everybody came oh, in for the last fun. moment. and Yeah. You know, it was cool. You know, what I thought was funny about that is a couple of games we had a full team of WoW characters. Yeah, well, Finland said never he had a, happens. Finland said he had a quest for that though. 
Well, that's true, but the, we had a fifth person who was, you know, brought in randomly. I'm just wondering if they had the quest as well, though. That's that's what I... Well, the quest is randomized. Not yeah. everyone gets the same quest. Okay. But I've never seen it happen before. We had two games like that. It was all five WoW characters. And twice we had that uh, love triangle going on. What love triangle? You know, Malfurion, Nilladin, Tarandi. Oh. Yeah. See, I don't pay attention to the like all the NPC talk. Oh, you should. It's hilarious. As a new player, I find it distracting, and I was actually okay. looking for a way to turn it off because I didn't need to hear all the chitter chatter. What I needed to hear was was what I needed to be able to do. So listening to you guys talking in voice chat was more beneficial to me than listening to some there clever There is NPC. an option in sound for voices. Yeah, I turned it off. That's separate than announcer. Yes. Okay. I turned it off because I don't you need. Turned it off. Yeah, I don't need. I mean, later on when I'm more adept at the game, maybe I'll go turn on the you know the jibber jabber. I ain't, I ain't been eating the jibber jabber right well, now. Well, I like it um, at the beginning when everyone's standing around. I like it when they say, you know, some sort of smack talk when they kill somebody. What gets me is they will start monologuing right in the middle when you're in a big team fight. No, They'll I, just I start ranting at you. Ain't nobody got time for that. No. And it's like, I, I can't hear you. Wait until I'm just not doing anything or like traveling from one end of the map to the other to start talking. So I enjoyed it. I will be back to play. Um, I might have to go back on my rule about uh, not playing games with you and Cannon Face. That's good. So we'll see. I really, all right, so. all right, yeah. What else did we do this weekend, Frank? We had two meetups in a row. Woo. We had a Friday night WoW meetup. That was a fun meetup. And the next day we had pretty much an all-day uh, Hearthstone meetup that had a tournament right. as well. Yep. We had over 120 players show up, heroes show up to play Hearthstone. Yep. And uh, you and I helped a lot with the organization of it. Logistics of it, if you will. Right. You checked people in and made sure they got the right brackets and had their decks assigned. And and you're good at running around and be like, Root, go do this. And you're like, okay. Smooth. Or like, go tell, go find this person. Go give them that. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. That's my Just element. Taking care of stuff. Yeah. It's, I am in my else. I didn't play a single game. I am in my element getting stuff done. And I worked on charts, so I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun, though. There's some uh, pictures up on Facebook and some Twitter pictures of that. So that was a cool night. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. Um, some people, you know, most of the people who attended were really cool, really nice. A Did- few people who had some entitlement issues. Can we, can we tell the story about my pizza? Yes. All right. <laughs> So we got there at about 11 o'clock, and doors didn't open up until 2, so we had a lot of setup to do. And I figured, you know what? We're going to get hungry. I'm going to order some pizza. So I, you know, well, actually, I gave you my credit card, and you ordered three pizzas from Papa John. No, uh, from Pizza Hut. Which I appreciate. They're really good pizzas, They're too, good right? Pizzas, yeah. But we're busy. We're running around. So you got time to like run by and maybe grab a slice while you're moving because we're moving chairs. We're bringing chairs in. We're moving desks. We're setting up network cables. We're doing, there's a lot of stuff to be done. Yeah. And you ordered enough so that everyone who is helping set up could have some. Could have, yeah, have a piece or two. Yeah. It it wasn't like, no, that's my pizza, that type thing. It was, anybody was there to help set up, I told them, feel free to grab a piece of pizza. That's fine. There was, uh, we had a big sponsor, Red Bull sponsored. So we had to like move all these Red Bulls around. We had a cool little Red Bull container. We had to get it filled up with stuff, with ice, with Red Bulls. You had to put Red Bulls on all the tables. All the tables, yeah. Had a four-pack of Red Bull. It balloons. It had all this stuff going on. And right? there was, you know, cases of water and 12-packs of soda. Yeah, just tons. Yeah. Just a lot to do. And then when we got closer to opening up the doors, first of all, people were outside. So this place that we're at, you get a little paint a picture here. It's inside a very, very large building called the Exchange Building here in Orlando. So once you get into the exchange building, there are several businesses all around, and this one location is a co-working location. Well, can we talk about the building itself? It's kind of hard to describe. Like, it's a very old building. It used to be a train station. Way back when. And right now, it is right in the heart of, like, the club scene downtown. Right. But, like, when the train goes by, like, you feel it. Everything rattles. Yeah. This building is, you know, three stories, and now they've added, you know, elevator, but they have this huge, like, grand staircase. Um, it's just a gorgeous building, but now they have all these uh, tech businesses inside it. Right, very high-tech businesses in a very, very old building. Yeah. And uh, it's hot. It's Orlando. It's December. It's not cold here. Sorry, I'm wearing flip-flops. 
<laughs> and so people were outside, and we were kind of feeling sorry for him. People were starting to line up at like 11, 30, 12 o'clock for a 2 o'clock doors opening because we said first come, first serve for the brackets. Right. So the door is the building that people were getting into, and then we had the door for the actual office suite that we were in. So we're we, trying to keep people out of the actual office area. Right. Because yeah. we're setting up. And it's a co-working A co-working lab. environment yeah. called Canvas, C-A-N-V-S, if you want to uh, look that up. And uh, we opened the outer doors and like people bum rushed like BlizzCon style to the doors. <laughs> and we had to like, no, 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 we are not opening these doors till two. And so we got things ready. We moved our pizza boxes to the back, back of the area, kind of put them off to the side. And doors open. We got people going in, into the brackets. People are playing. Everything. The mad rush is over. And I'm like, okay, I got time. I'm settled. I'm going to grab some pizza. My pizza's gone. It looked like somebody had just ransacked and brutalized my pizza boxes, freckle face. <laughs> Not that I'm mad that, you know, if someone was hungry, God bless them, they got food. You know, that's how I feel about yeah. that. The sense of entitlement not to ask him, hey, is this food available? Is this somebody else's food? Should you I know, eat this? absolutely, because the meetup description, see, she had explicitly said there's not going to be food this time. There's going to be plenty of drinks, but if you want some food, there's several restaurants in the area you can go get some food. Which every a lot of people do. And there was only two boxes left, so anybody who saw that, they can't have thought that we got two boxes of pizza for a hundred people. Right. So they either they either saw an aid of that thinking or just never occurred to them that it might not be there for them. And like I said, this is a co-working environment. So there was cereal in the kitchen. There's stuff that was there that was not for us, even though it was in a public place. Right. It's for the people who actually have businesses in the co-working environment. So then we were hanging out near the kitchen and saw some other two people like come in just like rummaging through the kitchen. Yeah, we well, asked You guys looking for something? Oh, we're trying to find something to eat. Yeah, no, no food here, guys. There's no food here, and they still kept looking. Yeah, that and then was... they were wanting to like use the coffee machines to make coffee. Yeah, it's a little disrespectful, and like we said, entitled. There's a yeah, little entitled. bit of that going on, and I'm thinking maybe we do the next the next one we do. We kind of may have to put some signs up. Yeah, I probably have to. And uh, so uh, you know, it's okay. I'm I'm a little miffed about it but more miffed not I mean like I said not miffed that my food was gone but miffed that someone didn't ask if they'd asked I would have said yes please have a piece asked or waited you know for someone to say help yourself to I wouldn't back there no. you will never hear me tell a group of people help yourself to my pizza those words <laughs> right, fair enough will never <laughs> especially 120 nerds yeah. and pizza yeah. no it no. doesn't happen <laughs> But it was a good time. Uh, Garrett from the Angry Chicken, uh, he was there. And, um, you know, Amy did a great job setting it up. And we've had her on, the, you know, a little interview before on the show. Great time. We're going to have try to have those quarterly here in Orlando. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see. There were some people a little disgruntled about some little, you know, little things. And, you know, it's it's human. We're not perfect. We're not putting on a paid event. So, Well, let, let me just give my two cents out there, right? There, before it even started, before the whole event happened, there is people grumbling about the tournament and would they be able to get into the tournament? Was there enough brackets? Here's the thing. If someone is taking it upon themselves to organize an event and there is something that is not being done or not being done the way you like it, ask what you can do to help. There you go. If you want more people, say, hey, I'd be interested in helping organize an overflow tournament. Would you guys want to do that? Because there's too many people who just were complaining about the size, not realizing that these things take hours. And the more people involved in the tournament, the longer it takes. And them saying, well, why can't you just, you know, do an extra tournament for people who didn't get in? No one's stopping anybody from doing that. That is a very good point. And that's not aimed at anybody specifically. It's just something we all got to remember. Rather than complaining, just ask how you can help. Hey, I, I offered a refund of guy's money. That's, <laughs> I did. I said, would you like a refund? And the guy looked at me and said, I didn't pay anything. I went, really? 
And he's like, okay, good point. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He was complaining. There was an issue with the internet, and he was complaining about the internet. And, yeah. you know, we tried to work away, you know, and I'm trying to, like, you know, I tried everything I could do, and it just wasn't working his computer for some reason. He was really getting upset about it. I'm like, you know what? I can offer you a refund. Yeah, there was two different ways to get on the internet. They were both um, stretched pretty thin because they didn't cap the amount of people that could come. So it's it's either what? Have internet that's a little spotty or, you know, turn people away at the door. And then some people were complaining like, well, the friends near me thing isn't working. Well, that's never really that's worked well. <laughs> you know, that's not us. We also had, and this is, okay, here's my little PSA, okay? Okay. If you are going to go to a tournament, a, uh, what, what game are you playing? Hearthstone? Hearthstone. All right, you're going to a Hearthstone tournament? Update your game before you get there. Do not get to the tournament and go, Oh, I need to do an update. Hearthstone updates are huge. Huge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, people needing to update their game before they can play. Well, guess what network they're on? And everybody oh, else complaining yeah. about it. That's mm-hmm. what was happening for the majority of the part. Mm-hmm. A couple people, I have a couple of uh, T-Mobile hotspots, and I was giving them my T-Mobile hotspots going, you're updating? Update on this network. Please. That was nice. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So, but I, you know, despite all that, you know, there wasn't a lot of bumps in the road, just a couple. Uh, I think we all had a great time overall. We had a lot of fun, a lot of great sponsors. Coliseum of Comics from here in Orlando is a fantastic partner to have for that event. Uh, they were there. They gave out some of the uh, uh, the pop vinyl figures, and uh, there, there was some. There was donations. There was money. We had boxes for toys for tots. It was great. It was a really, really great event. And I don't know about you. But I'm really looking forward to the next Florida Fireside event that we have here. And hey, Freck, we have an email. We have an email from Cool Drag. And he says, okay, you two seem to be the ones most qualified to answer this question. I want my wife to play WoW with me and my friends. I told her that's what I wanted for Christmas, but that idea got rejected worse than I did at my freshman homecoming dance. She currently plays a variety of different Facebook games, and I have told her WoW isn't that much different. It's like 3D Facebook games, I told her. Still no joy in Gamesville for me. So I turn to you both, the esteemed editors of everything e-mazing in my life, for a path to follow to success. Guide me, great goblin gurus of gaming. What should I do? Number one, Awesome. Thank you so much for calling us the uh, the great goblin gurus of gaming. Yeah, that made our day. <laughs> it really did. We're, we're stealing that, just so you know. <laughs> it's our new tagline for the next year. Um, in all seriousness, though, uh, my advice to you is to start small. Uh, Freck kind of went through an inverse of this, where she gifted her husband her playing WoW. So, That's exactly true. It was for Christmas. Right. So it's So that was what year is it? It's now twenty fifteen. So it was like That was nine years ago. Yeah. That was my Christmas gift to him nine years ago. Yep. So but again, start small. Like, you know, teach her how to pet battle, but use your account for it and make sure you put her on a strong max level character, like a a tanky character that can take some damage, it's not gonna get beat up anywhere. On a PvE server, I would recommend. Show her garrison, show her how they work, but make them fun. Make sure she has a good uh, bodyguard to follow around in the garrisons, because, you know, you can still get attacked in your uh, your herb garden and in your mines. Once she starts to like those pet battling and garrisons, talk to her about how fun it would be to do some questing together. Then you get her an account. Here's what I would suggest, though. Once you get her an account, yeah, she's going to start off at one. Don't roll a one with her. Don't do the whole, I'm going to quest with you and level with you. Don't do that. Power level her. Power that tune to level 68, then boost it to 100. Get her some professions that she's going to have fun with and make some gold with. And then jump into LFR. Don't force her into normal rating. Don't force her into heroic rating. Don't force her into doing anything with your friends. I know that's your ultimate goal. But you have to understand that sometimes when, you know, players have pocket healers or pocket tanks or pocket DPS or whatever they have, that can sometimes be annoying to the rest of the group. Where now 
there's loot favoritism sometimes, or there's group favoritism. There, you know, you just, it's it can be a tricky, tricky situation. I just want you to be aware of that. You've been playing for a while. She hasn't. There's going to be a learning curve of some sort. You want to make that journey fun for everybody. You want to make it fun for her. You want to make it fun for you. You want to make it fun for the rest of your group so that when she finally does start playing with everybody, she's not a burden, she's not a carry, and it's something that everybody enjoys and has fun with together. That's my advice. Freck, what do you have to say? Well, I have kind of a different perspective. All right. Um, I don't necessarily agree with um, some of the methods, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Now, here's the thing. First thing you got to do is find out why she doesn't want to play. Because there's no cookie-cutter way to get someone to play WoW who doesn't want to play WoW unless you know why. And it could be something that she's not telling you. Is it because she finds it intimidating? You know, Facebook games, they're smaller in scale. WoW is the big world. Or maybe she doesn't like the intensity of combat, but she likes resource management. Maybe that's what appeals to her about the Facebook games. She likes building and crafting and moving things around, but doesn't like, you know, the stress of I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I have to perform or I'm going to die. Maybe for her, gaming is something she does alone to get away from people. Or on the same vein, maybe she wouldn't mind playing with people, but maybe she doesn't like your friends. Well, I know you're making a face, but, you know, you... No. That that might be something that she's thinking and not saying. I mean, unless it's like, you know, a mutual group of friends. Now, maybe she doesn't find value in paying for a subscription and therefore just doesn't want to bother. Because different people have different philosophies on money. For some people, it is very hard to pay for something fun. It's very hard to justify spending money on yourself. Or maybe she doesn't want the time investment, as in she doesn't feel like she has, you know, an hour or two to sit down every day to play this game. Facebook is kind of something you can do in between activities or while you're multitasking. So maybe it's that. So honestly, I do think the answer to those questions is what is going to help you know where to start in getting her involved. Now I can tell you my experience, I came into WoW without ever having playing an MMO before. Or really very many video games at all. Like, I, I didn't play console games growing up. Um, I didn't have a lot of experience of video games other than The Sims, and that was about it. And that's about, you know, least stressful as you can get. So even though when I started playing WoW, I was really enjoying it, I wasn't at the level where I could play with my husband and his friends. That was two different stages. So getting me interested in WoW was one thing. And that is where I would disagree with uh, your point, Rude, about power leveling her up and then boosting her. When I think about my time in WoW, my strongest memory of having fun was during that time when I was leveling up for the first time and experiencing everything as a brand new player. And when you take a new player and you're power leveling, they don't understand what's going on. They don't have time to just sit there and stop and look up at Ironforge. They don't have time to just like walk backwards and laugh at how their character looks and they walk backwards. I remember that. Because that was like my first day. I spent like 10 minutes like, God, oh, look at this now I'm walking backwards. <laughs> and my husband's coming from the point of view like, why are you wasting time? But I was enjoying the game. All right, that's I just fair. wasn't doing what he wanted me to do. Sure. I can understand that. And I accept that as a valid viewpoint. All right. Now, what you outlined, Root, is a very good strategy to bridge the gap between playing smaller games and playing an MMO. But you have to understand people's resistance to something new. 
And if she's being coerced in this, she's going to have some resistance. Mm, okay. If someone approached you and said, hey, I want to play WoW with you guys, and I want to, to catch me up to where you are, this would be a fantastic strategy. But it's the bringing her to want to do it. That's the bridge you got to cross first before you can do this other stuff. Fair enough. I, I would agree with that. All right. Cool, Dragon. Let us know how it works out for you. Christmas is coming. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah, and if it comes down to, you know, try bribing her. Even if you can just get, you know, her sitting down and playing for one session. You know, as if she never tries it, she's never going to like it. If you can find some way to convince her. Rochero chocolates. try it. Exactly. The Rochero chocolate things. Those are good. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Can't argue with something that has uh, Nutella in the middle. No, you can't. You, no. you grab some of those and you go, honey, do you want to try pet battling? And you pull one of those out. <laughs> <laughs> that can, um, that'll, that'll get you ways. Yes. <laughs> get you places. <laughs> so thank you so much for that email and do let us know how it's working out for you, sir. Stand, proud warriors. Our enemies march upon the foot of this mighty citadel. Be on guard. Coming up next in general chat. Blizzard Holiday Gift Guide 2015. The holiday shopping season is closing fast. If you haven't bought that someone special a wow gift, there is still time. But what you can and cannot gift them from the Blizzard store can be a little confusing. With that in mind, we're going to go over everything that's available and let you know if it's something you can easily give somebody or not. Okay, so I decided to make this list because it's always been very fuzzy to me what you can gift somebody online and what you can't. It seems sometimes like it's kind of random. So I went through it. I did all the work for you guys. I went through and tested everything to see what had a gift button, so you don't have to. Now, starting out with the other games other than WoW, StarCraft. You can gift the base and the expansions. Both the base and the expansions. And the expansions. So, all the StarCraft games. All the StarCraft. Same with Diablo. You can gift Diablo. You can gift an expansion. Hearthstone expansions. No, you cannot gift a Hearthstone expansion. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's because you can buy it with gold or if there's not a way to flag if the other person has it or not because that's not something that's part of the game. It's just a certain section in the game that's locked or unlocked as opposed to, you know, WoW or Diablo when it updates and updates the whole thing. I don't know if that's the reason or not, but you cannot give someone the Hearthstone expansion if they're behind. Overwatch, no. Nope. Nope. You can't pre-order it for somebody? You cannot pre-order it. I'm assuming once it's live, you'll be able to gift it to somebody. Right now, you cannot. You cannot give anybody anything for Heroes of the Storm. No characters, no stim packs, no no skins, no heroes. No, no. Nothing. You can refer them and that will give them a stem pack. And we forgot to mention that earlier is when we logged on to play uh, Heroes, you were only level three. Yeah. And I said to myself, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This recruiter thing works as long as they're under level five. So you know, I had you log out and I sent you my referral link and had you log in again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just for clarification, you're, you're just like, what? you went, wait, you're level three. Log out. <laughs> <laughs> And I sat there and went, what did I do? (laughs) (laughs) And I kind of went, I guess I'm not long. I I thought I'm not high enough to play. (laughs) And you're like, click this link. And I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) I'm sorry. I got so excited. I didn't communicate. (laughs) Well, once I understood what was going on with the refer friend. And it was cool because you got Rainer and you got a stem pack. Which? For five days. Yeah. Okay. I have a little pet peeve on that one, but we'll talk about that later. Remind me. Remind me. I want to put a show note. But I I recruited you. You got a stim pack. When you hit level 10, you'll get Sylvanas as well. Um, So you can't buy hero stuff through the Blizzard store. 
there is one thing that you can buy someone either from Amazon or from the retail stores that has codes for several of the heroes and several of the skins. But it's not sold directly from the Blizzard website. It's third-party stuff. All right, so now we get into Warcraft. So the Warcraft games, Warcraft, Warlords of Draenor, Warcraft 3, you can gift. You can? Yes. Okay, that's cool. Legion, however, no. No Legion. No Legion. Which, again, I'm assuming because... It's not out yet. It's not out yet. So there's no gifting pre-order stuff. Ought to be. You ought to be able to pre-gift it. Yeah. Uh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you look at all the other stuff that they have available in the store. Things that are specifically there for you to gift. There are 12 pets that are obtainable from the Blizzard store and only obtainable there. We have a Brightpaw, Argy, Moonkin Hatchling, Alltrack Brewpup, Cinder Kitten, Little KT, Blossoming Ancient, Cenarian Hatchling, Pandaren Monk, Soul of the Aspects, Little Ragnaros, and Little XT. Now there's a sale going on right now. Pets and mounts, 50% off, I believe until the end of the year. With the exception of Brightpaw. That's the brand new one, Brett's right? That's the brand new one. It's not on sale. However, if you do purchase it before the end of the year, this is when the proceeds will go to Make-A-Wish. Is it giftable? Yes. Oh, that's cool. It's giftable. Now, the reason why there's some confusion is that it seems to be whenever they release a new pet or amount, when they first release it, it is not giftable. They add in that function later. Yeah, and I kind of think that's the show-off ability thing. Like, it, yeah, it's possible. I want to brag. Yeah. I, I, you know, I got twenty five bucks, and I can I can afford to buy this pet or mount or whatever the cost is of it. And now I'm going to show it off in front of you know wherever we're at. Well, according to what they're saying on Twitter, it's just something that they have to add in. Um, and the only problem is it just contributes to that overall confusion of why some things are giftable and what and why some aren't. But as of this point, all of the pets that are in the store are giftable. There are also nine mounts that are available in the Blizzard store. And these, all nine of them, you can gift. So we have Winged Guardian, Enchanted Fey Dragon, Heart of the Aspects, Swift Wind Steed, Warforged Nightmare, Armored Bloodwings, Celestial Steed, Mystic Rune Saber, and the Grinning Reaver. Ah, that's the one you just got me. Yeah. And like I said, there's a sale going on right now. So all these, except for the Mystic Rune Saber, are on sale for 50% off. That's, again, the newest one in there. Exactly. Now we have helms. I bet everyone forgot about those helms. Everyone would like to forget about the helms. I would. I don't want them to forget about it. I want them to do more of this. I want them to make more items that are cosmetic, that I can just buy, give me a whole outfit. Frank, those helms are ugly. There's, there's, uh, all right. I can't I, even I be funny it. about it. They're that ugly. I, I like the idea of them, though. I like that they're there. I can't even give them away. But you can give it to someone for Christmas because those are giftable. Yeah, instead of coal. <laughs> it's like, I was going to put coal in your, in your stocking there, but instead I got you a jewel of the Fire Lord. Enjoy. Don't put that out for Boxing Day. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I was going to say with the new expansion, you'll be able to use all your characters with the wardrobe, but you can already use it for all your characters. But maybe you'll change it from instead of having to collect them in all your characters now they're just in your wardrobe. I agree with your idea of purchasable T-Mog, though. Okay. Just make it, look just make it look better. Make it look good, yeah. Do some chess piece, not just the helm. I hide my helm. Right, yeah. Yeah. Do some good body armor. All right, now we come down to game time. You can gift somebody through the Battle.net website 30, 90, or 180 days. Sweet. It still applies the same discount as if you were paying for a regular subscription. So you know how if you purchase six months, it comes down to, I think, uh, $12 a month instead of uh, $15. And you get that same discount if you are purchasing game time for somebody else. That's cool. Now, on the other hand, the WoW token is not giftable. Yeah, they're, and there's, I don't think it ever will be. They're going to control that one with an iron fist. That is a clenched fist item for them. Which, 
I understand. However, it would be nice to be able to give somebody gold legitimately. Because right now, if you are not in the same realm with somebody, but you want to play with them and you want to help them out, there's no more way to do so because you can't trade between realms. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that'd be something I'd like to think about. And maybe I'll, you know, think about that and, and address that next year as possible solutions on how to legitimately transfer gold, but not with a wow token. Yeah, that, something like that it, with real money involved is too, that's got to, it has to be a closed environment for them for, with that in there. Yeah, so it's just one of those things like it'd be, it'd be nice, but too many uh, can of worms. I don't know if that makes sense. Too many cans Too of many worms. Too many cans of worms. Too many cans of worms. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could show the person how to put something up on a, you know, an auction house. Well, sure, but I don't got time to teach someone to fish. Just going to give them fish. <laughs> I hear you. Any of the services are not giftable. So you cannot give someone a boost. You can't gift guild services. You can't gift race, faction, name, or appearance changes. I think that's a mistake. I think you should be able to gift all of that. If if I don't like the way you look, I should be able to give you money and go tell you to change how you look, Freck. What if I didn't ask for it? Then it'd be kind of insulting. <laughs> well, you know, that's called tough love. That's and... kind of like giving your kid, you know, a few thousand dollars. Go get a nose job. Oh, my nose is fine. Uh, when I was um, dating before I got married... <laughs> Story is always great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I was being um, respectful, courteous, kind, mm. caring, uh-huh, thoughtful, uh-huh. and I bought a whole big old box of fat-free chocolate for my oh, wife. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> never. Why? I get it home. I'm, you know, ready to pack, you know, packaging it up. I'm ready to wrap it, the whole nine yards. My dad sees it. He's like, stop. (laughs) I was like, what? He goes, what is that? And I'll leave out some explicitives because we're a clean show. I'm like, oh, I got this for, for, you know, the girlfriend. And he's like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's nice. She's not going to gain weight, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's like, burn them. He's like, burn them and go get a box of it was like Werther's, whatever. That, what's that? Um, Russell Stover. Yeah, the, the okay. yeah the the, yeah. the 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 smorgasbord of all the different chocolates. Yeah. You know, the, yeah he says, use burn that box and go get one of those. He goes, you'll thank me later. <laughs> yeah, you realize you might not be married man, if you, <laughs> if your dad had not intercepted that moment. <laughs> he literally told me to burn that chocolate. Well, to be fair, it was probably disgusting. It was. I tried it. Yeah. <laughs> it was nasty. All right, can I give you a side hint? Sure. If you want to give a woman a gift of chocolate yeah, and you don't want her to complain about weight gain or something, get her a smallish box of like expensive stuff that's like beautifully wrapped. Ooh. And that way it's pretty. It's not diet, but it's a smaller portion that she's not going to be eating it for a week. I get the little, what are the little four ups of the... Uh... Was it Rochella? What do they call those things? The 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 they're like bonbons. I don't know. They're, they're, oh, the oh, what are you talking about? The Ferrero Rocher. Yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah. I get the four yeah, those of good. those. Those are good. That's what I get. Like Godiva is really good because they just package their stuff beautifully. Oh yeah, Godiva. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Put that down on my Christmas list. <laughs> just throwing it out there, just like a smaller container of fancier chocolate. You cover both your bases without insulting her. That's true. All right. But here's the thing, Frag. Yeah. You know, this stuff in the in the in the in the Blizzard store is cool. You can gift a lot of it, a lot of it you can't, a lot of it you should. Blizzard take the hint. But what if I want something that's not in the Blizzard store? And I mean, face it. We are in the crunch season now. Shipping is an issue. Yeah, we are in the crunch season. Shipping is an issue. Um, the the Blizzard store with their gear, they do have a pretty good um, gift guide. They actually sorted their list this year by uncommon, rare, and legendary. Oh, that's cool. Which is really just an easy way to do the price filters. Cheap. Well, yeah. No, there's no cheap. <laughs> expensive, more expensive, and really expensive. Yeah, they do have fairly good shipping, um, but just depending on, you know, how much you procrastinated buying the gift, may or may not get there in time. 
Uh, but Amazon is a great place to find uh, last-minute gifts because you can always get fast shipping if you do the stuff that is shipped through Prime. Love myself some Prime. Like those Warcraft cups, you know, that we got from the BP a few years ago, yeah. and they've been scarce, and now they're on Amazon for $10 for a set. Yeah, they went um, down in price because they, they, they yeah. were left like 50 bucks at one point in time. Yeah. Maybe that's just on eBay, though. Who it might knows? have been eBay, yeah. Um, they have the 2016 calendar and mini calendar. And those Ooh. are really cool. We've gotten those the past four years or so. I love the pictures on those. And it's not something that most people would think about getting necessarily. But the mini calendar would be cool for like your desk. Yeah, exactly. They used to do the one a day calendars. I saw that they had that up to 2012 and then I guess they stopped making them. There's also a ton of pop vinyl figures. You know, there's, you know, Sylvanas and. Lich King. Lich King, Illidan, um, Thrall's on there. There's Mega Blocks. Yeah. And these are going to vary in price, but just make sure that you're comparing the listing to the prime listing because I noticed that there are some items that will be sold by some sellers for $30, $40, and then the same thing is being listed for 10 Yeah, be very careful with the Deathwing. Uh, that actually happened to us when we bought Deathwing, the Pop Vinyl Deathwing. When the first one I saw it was like forty something dollars, and I was like, "Well, it's larger. I guess that's the price of it." And then I bought it, and the next day I saw one for seven, and I saw them. The, oh, they're no. like seven to ten dollars all over the place. I'm like, "Whoa!" And so I contacted the seller. I'm like, "I want to cancel my order," and he's like, "It's already shipped." And I bought another one, and I had to go through Amazon. I got it canceled and returned. And I told him this guy is like gouging the price of this thing. And Amazon sided with the buyer, which they're going to do. And I, my my uh, my money was refunded, and you know, yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, I got some kind of negative review from the guy. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, you can review me negative for returning something, whatever, dude. Dave Ramsey says, "How you doing?" <laughs> All right. Uh, there's also a ton of uh, books up there. That's where we got our book collection. Yeah, old Amazon. You can pre-order. There's two books that are coming out next year. There's the Illidan one, and then also saw there's an art book that comes out that explains the origin of uh, Azeroth. Right, and there's a uh, another book coming out as well. You can get on pre-order now. That is, uh, if you read it prior to the movie, the movie will make more sense to you. So if you're taking somebody to the movie, the Warcraft movie, who is not as knowledgeable about our universe as you might be. Get them that book and have them read the book, and then the movie will make more sense to them. There's also a ton of shirts up there. Shirts, wearables, keychains, other stuff. Just be aware of the overlap. There are some items that are on Amazon that are being sold in the Blizzard store right now. And some of them are, like you said, just price gouging. They're just way more expensive on Amazon than they are in the Blizzard store. Sometimes they're about the same price. In that case, you can get your free shipping if you're a Prime member. And faster, too, so just always make sure you're checking those against each other. Right, and uh, and the TCG cards as well. Be very careful on those. Read the descriptions because there have been uh, instances of people saying that what you're getting is a used TCG card. Oh, that's not good. And it we can sit, do that. Collect the card. Crop it up. Yeah, eh. put, it, put it up on the wall somewhere. And But, you know, it's it still is kind of a collectible. Even though the code is used, it's for somebody kind of collectible, I guess. Mm, I think there's just somebody trying to make a buck off something. <laughs> so be aware, read descriptions, and make sure you are getting the best deal that you can get. And you know what? I'd be amiss not to not to tell you guys that we do have our little Amazon affiliate link. And if you are going to be doing some Amazon shopping, we would greatly appreciate if you went to hearthcast.com forward slash Amazon first. You'll pay exactly the same amount. Everything works exactly the same way. The only little difference is a little bit of what you spend comes back our way. And that makes our Christmas that much better. Our winter veil. Our winter veil. True that. I've got an auction house strategy that is pure gold. Freckle face. Got asked again about making gold in WoW. People are coming back, you know. Even though we're out of law, there are people who are just now coming back. They've been away. They heard about Legion. They, they heard about the movie. They heard about BlizzCon. They're coming back to see what's going on. And they ask how to make money in WoW. And, of course, you know, the first thing I tell people is, you know, get your character up and get him in the garrisons and do all the garrison stuff that Freckleface isn't doing. Therefore, she leaves more money for you. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not even going to acknowledge <laughs> no, I it. No, I, can, I, can't, I can't argue with it. But. but what I am going to cover is how not to lose money when you're doing your day flipping. And, Freck, you have uh, actually asked me time and time before to, you said, I'm going to send you all my stuff, all my material. I want you to keep track of it. I want you to sell it. And I want you to give me the profits. With a cut, obviously. And I've always gone. Keep it cut for yourself. Well, I said, no, not interested. Yeah. This is too much to manage. Keep asking and forgetting I asked you already. (laughs) This is the fifth time. No, no, really it is. (laughs) So here's the thing. I'm going to go over this real quick. Freck, you can do this. Anybody can do this. It's very simple. Two websites. I've said them before. I'll say them again. Wow Auction. That's with a U. W-O-W-U-C-T-I-O-N. Wow Auction. Once you're in Wow Auction, you're going to click on the right-hand side to select your realm and your faction. It's going to tell you what's going on. You're going to get the median prices. You'll see what things are actually selling for on your auction house. You do not want to go in the auction house and kind of guess. You want facts. Wow Auctions, the first place I go. The Undermine Journal is the other place I go. Both of these have, you know, it's it's really interesting because they're gathering data from the same spot, but they display it a little differently. So you can get you get a better picture when you go to both places, in my opinion. When you start to flip stuff, you want to be concerned about the per item cost. I don't care what it's going to sell for for a stack. I don't care if it's three. I don't care if it's 17. I don't care. I want to know the price per item one at a time. Anything you see in the auction house when you first jump in there, you and if it's, you know, you sort by price and it's low to high, you see the lowest thing, that may not be a low price. It might be the lowest price right now on the auction house, but that still might be a very inflated price. That's why I say go to Wow Auction, go to the Undermine Journal. You will see the median or average price of that item for your server. So now you know what it's going to sell for, should sell for with the median and average price, and you know what the current listings are on the auction house. Now I'm going to give you a little example here, Freck. On our server, Frostweed, a single Frostweed sells for about 99 silver. Without looking at my notes, what's a good price to buy at? It sells for 99 What are you going to buy your... your what am I going to buy it at? Yeah, what are you going to buy it at? Uh, 50 Okay, if you find it for that, that would be a really good buy. Yeah. Would you buy it if it was at 99 Would you buy it at 98 No. No. Why not? Um, Auction house cut. There you go. Auction house takes 5% cut, and that's what some people forget. The auction house is still going to take some of that. So if something is selling at 99 gold and that's its average price that it's going to sell at, the max price that you're going to want to buy at, which I don't recommend buying at max, the max price you can buy it at is 94 silver because of that 5%. If you buy anything over 94 silver, you're actually going to be losing money on the auction house, and that's not what we want to do. If it's selling at 99 and you're buying at 94, that means you're getting 30 copper profit. Not a lot of profit, Freck. Not a lot of profit. Still profit, though. Now, once you've bought this stuff, you can go back and look. And if, you know, if it's not there, if the market isn't there, keep it. If there's a lot of stuff that's really cheap, buy it. If it's under 99, buy it. You know, it's still, you know, up until 94. Buy that stuff. Keep it. Like you, like you said, 50, you 50 silver. Yeah, buy that all day. Now, if the market is moving, the market is hot, there's, there is, you know, there is high demand, low supply, go ahead and list it up there for a high amount, two gold a piece if you really want to. But if you do that, you need to monitor it. If you're going to list it high in hopes that, you know, the supply and demand gets you a bigger, bigger bump, you really, really, really need to monitor that on a daily basis, on a minute by minute basis, because somebody is going to come in and undercut you immediately. And now you're playing the undercut war, so be careful with that. I typically will sell it at what I know is the median or average price, in this case, uh, 99 silver per unit, per one. And I'm going to sell it at a stack of 200. Day flipping isn't about the big score. It's just about ending up with more gold in the bank than you started off with in the morning. That's it. So if I buy something at 89 silver and I'm selling it 98 silver, I'm getting about nine gold profit on a stack of 200. If I flip about three stacks a day, I'm looking at about 200 gold 
profit per week. So let's take those same example and let's look at true iron ore on our server. It averages about one gold 52 per unit. That means I can only buy my max at 144. Again, I'm not going to buy my max because there's not a lot of profit there. So I look at about 140. Now, selling at 152, I'm buying at 140. That means I'm making a net 10 gold profit per stack of 200, which means I'm going to flip three stacks a day. I'm going to get 210 gold profit a week. Combine those two, and I'm going to get about 400 gold a week just from flipping those two resources alone. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot of gold. You're right. It's not, but it is safe gold. I'm also not going to just flip that little amount. Remember, my rule of thumb is 10% of my net is what I'm going to be flipping. That is what I'm willing to risk. Now, if you want to be a little risky, you can head on over to the flipping edge, as I call it. Go look at the Undermine Journal, and it has a little section on the right-hand side called Deals. It's going to have things there that people have severely undervalued and put up on the auction house. It's risky. You can get stuck with stuff that you buy and try to flip. But you could potentially buy something for a couple thousand gold and sell it for tens of thousands of gold. So the potential of making a big score is there, but it is a high risk. Doing the daily flips like I'm talking about, yeah, you're going to net 400 to 1,000 to maybe two to 3,000 gold a week doing that. It's little, but it's constant. Most of the times when you've seen me post screenshots of something that comes back in with like 6,000 or 8,000 or 10,000 gold, most of the time those are about a, you know, maybe a 1,000 to 600 gold profit. I put up the other money to make that. But it's something that I do first thing in the morning, see what the auction house on it, see what I have in my garrisons, throw some stuff up there, buy some stuff, throw some stuff up, you know, just make, make my bids in the morning. Check it throughout the day. If I have to cancel auctions or reshuffle auctions, I'll do that. And then at night, I collect my gold. And I do that on a routine basis. Now, it is nice when you come home and you see, you know, wow, I've got 6,000 gold waiting for me in the mailbox. But you kind of forget that you spent, you know, 5,500 gold to get that 6,000 gold. But I'll make that exchange every day. So my advice is to play it safe. You're going to add a couple resources, items to your daily flipping list. You invest only the gold you're willing to lose. Again, my rule of 10% comes into play. Play it safe. You're not going to lose any gold, most likely anyhow. And you'll make a couple thousand gold every week. So it's not a bad deal. Hey, Blizz, here's an idea for you. Chogall, Freck. Chogall, yes. Chogall. I played him at the uh, BlizzCon. That's the old man way to say it. <laughs> at the BlizzCon. He's cool. He's co-op. And it's fun. It requires a lot of communication. And if you're not really, if you don't, not on voice chat with somebody, you have to know, you have to feel what they're going to be doing. It's almost impossible to do if you're not on voice chat. I would agree. Yeah. Now, We've had the opportunity to play Chogalls and Heroes. You've done it like real. I played it at BlizzCon. Blizzard needs to bring something like that into WoW, but not just into WoW because we've already had some ideas like this in WoW. For instance, we've been on the back of a horse with Bud. And down in, That's true, yeah. yeah shooting at the uh, trolls. The trolls, yeah. yeah, up in Grizzly Hills. Grizzly Hills. We've been uh, in the gunner seat of a plane. Plane flying around. We got to shoot stuff down that's yep, chasing yep. us. We've had to jump up on cannons and fire cannons and raids and, and harpoons and raids. We've had to get multiple people to go around an area and kneel down in little glowing spheres on the ground to summon a rare boss in Mr. Pandaria. We've had to drive siege engines and have gunners. We've done all this cooperative stuff, but most of the time, the real intricate stuff happens in a raid. I think it's time to bring some of that to open world. We need some stuff to do in open world that requires more than one person to do. You've already said it, communication is going to be a major issue, so it can't be that intricate, but it's still going to be fun. Pilots and gunners is the easiest one I can think of. 
have some kind of vehicle, whether it be an airplane, uh, a car, or a boat, you know, some kind of goblin or gnomish technology, we have a pilot, and you have a gunner or a bomber. We've been on bombing missions. But the but the the Drake or the the bird or the whatever flying thing flies itself. If you do that with a person who's flying and you have someone bombing, that's cool. Because then you get two quests out of one thing. Fly the bomber and bomb the bomber or bomb from the bomber. You're the pilot, you're the bomber. The whole driver operator thing is kind of like Chogol with the two heads. One person's driving him around. The other person is making him either run fast or do his explosion when he rolls the bowling ball. Cooperative gameplay. Or what about this quest where you have to um, keep enemies off an NPC so they can do something? Oh, like the sniper one? The sniper one or there's like, let's say there are there's something in Twilight Highlands where the gnome was trying to fix something and you have to fight off all the enemies while they fix it. Right. Some of them are the, uh, like the, the spears or the bombs or the cannons or the drop in the oil or. No, no, no. You're not, no one's dropping anything. Are you talking about like the. Like you're just on ground. One character is occupied trying oh, to fix yeah, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they have people come in and, and attack. you have waves yes, and NPCs. Right. Yep. So you could be like one person's trying to figure out a puzzle while the other person is just fighting off mobs. That'd be cool. Because they have those puzzles in the game where, you know, you have to make the juice or the the fuel or the concoction or yeah, the food. Exactly. You know, add some of this. Now we need to add some of that. Or you're doing the incantations. So you'd have one person doing that and another person finding off the ways of mobs trying to interrupt that. I like that idea. But it's time. I think the game has matured enough that we, we can have cooperative gameplay in, in real world events that just kind of happen out there. Whether they be quest driven, bonus quest driven. Event driven, it doesn't really matter. But I think we're at that point now. The game engine can support it. We've seen it. It's it's time that it's part of our world, not just in a, a, a dungeon or a raid. So hey Blizz, if you could uh make that happen, we'd we'd appreciate that. I reminded myself to tell you the story that uh, we kind of interrupted a little bit there before. Okay. My, a little bit of a mini rant. Yeah, mini rant. So I went out and I bought the uh, Heroes of the Storm. You bought it? Yeah. How did you buy it? I spent the $5. Oh, you bought the starter pack. Right. Okay. And what comes in a starter pack? Uh, I don't remember. I said I got Malfurion. Okay. Got somebody else? Maybe a mount? And a stem pack. A stem pack that was good for... Like five days. Or maybe yeah. maybe it's even seven, seven days, seven days yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But that's actual days. Like yeah, Monday through right. the next Monday. Guess what I couldn't do for the whole week after I bought? <laughs> I logged in one time. I checked it out. That activated the stim pack. And then I couldn't use it. I did the same thing when I first got that starter pack. So now, it. you get me this referrer friend last night. I get a stim pack. Yeah. I have to log in for the next seven days if I want to get the most out of that stem pack. Yeah, this is true. I don't like that because I feel obligated to have to log into this game in order to get something out of it that I'm otherwise going to miss out on. And I know that is is commonplace with all the Blizzard's games, but usually it's not this one week. Well, here's here's my issue with it. I understand the rationale of having it being, you know, a set time, like real time stem pack rather than time logging in. I get that. But they should let you choose when to activate that stem pack. I would accept that. 100%. Okay, like yes. wait, wait until you're on your feet a little bit more and you get really into it. You're like, oh, I get that stem pack. Let me use it. Because you're leveling up pretty quickly when you start it anyways. Because well, yeah, yeah. I got a group with you guys and I ended up with like 150% increase because of my stim pack and another 50% increase because you guys. So yeah, like the furl and then there's um yeah another event going on right now. Yeah, it's crazy pack. to throw an XP at me right now. Yeah. And that's fine, but like you said, I would have appreciated a way to activate that stim pack because I lost out on one. I feel like I lost it because I did. I yeah. don't feel like it. I did. No, I, actually, I did the same thing and it, it annoyed me, especially when you don't realize it. Like, oh, this is consecutive? And I didn't. I thought, yeah. oh, I got seven days. And I thought seven days played is what I thought. Yeah. 
even seven days, if I log in, I have seven days, like not, not consecutive, but seven different login days. If I'm, if like, if I log in and play the game Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's three days. Now, what this method does is it allows them to sell you very big stim packs. Oh, yeah, I know. Like the 360-day one? Yep. And for I, $60? Uh, it's not going to... Yeah, no. I don't even want that for Christmas. Okay. I can think of better things to spend 60 bucks on than, than that. Well, no one can get it for you, remember? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. So that was my little mini rant. I wish I would have known uh, that it wasn't actually consecutive days. I wish I would have known that it was, you know how it worked. And hey folks, if you have a minute this week, go on over to iTunes and give us a rating. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, or just what you like. And email us what you don't like, and then we'll change it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, Winter's Veil is upon us. Get your ice cold milk uh, from and your, your eggs. Get all your materials. We talked about that last week. Get that so you can turn a little bit of our profit on the auction house. Big thanks to all of our friends on Facebook, our followers on Twitter, all the folks that came out for the Fireside Florida Fireside meetup. That was a great event. And as we close this show, we do want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear your comments, questions, or any other feedback. Our email is podcast at hearthcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at HearthCastFreck and at HearthCastRoot, or just head on over to our HearthCast Facebook page. Visit our website, HearthCast.com, for podcast archives, show information, and more. Until next time, this has been Root and FreckleFace. Hey folks, stepping apart from the show here, just want to remind everybody that we do have our Loot Crate link, and that is a fantastic gift as well to give that geeky person in your life. If you head over to LootCrate.com forward slash HearthCast and enter the code HearthCast at checkout, you'll save three bucks on that. Runs about $13.95 a month plus $6 shipping and handling, so you're looking at about $20 a month. But I can guarantee you that there's more than $20 worth of stuff in those boxes on a monthly basis. And if it's something you don't like, it doesn't speak to you, there is going to be somebody in your life that absolutely loves that gift that you give them. So again, that is LootCrate.com forward slash HearthCast and use the checkout code HearthCast to save $3 off your order.